Hello, everyone, and welcome to the second episode of Brave X Empower, a podcast that discusses gender inequality and bullying in STEM. I'm your host, Michaela Pellerin. Today we have a very special guest joining us, but before I introduce her, I just want to share with everyone that Brave X Empower did just get approved to be on both Spotify and Apple Podcasts, so feel free to start streaming on there if you would like. This is very exciting because Brave X Empower has only been launched for about two weeks, and now it's streaming on two international platforms, so I'm very proud of that. So now to introduce our special guest. Emma Markowitz is a homeschool junior in high school and has been involved with science throughout the course of her lifetime. How I met her was through volleyball. We were on the Maine Junior Olympics club team together, and she's genuinely one of the kindest people I have ever met. So welcome, Emma. Hi, Michaela. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, I'm so excited to have you as our first guest speaker. I couldn't think of anyone more special to invite to be our first guest. Thanks. So would you like to tell people who are listening briefly about yourself just to get started, a little introduction? Yeah, so as you said, I'm a homeschool junior. I take um, classes both through my local high school and through online platforms. And I'm really passionate about science, medicine, and social justice. That's amazing. So what are your career aspirations for the future? What are you looking to do after high school? Yeah, so as of now, I'm focused on getting into college, but I would say in general that my aspirations are to help make a difference, whether that be working to instill positive change in my community or finding ways to help the environment or even more science experiments and become a future doctor one day. That would be amazing. I know you would definitely be great at anything to do with that. So can you tell me more about what you're thinking about doing for college? Do you know where you want to go? Things like that. Yeah, so I'm really looking into um, medical anthropology because I think that would help me be well-rounded in any field that I choose. And for specific colleges, I haven't really gotten to that part yet because I'm a junior, but I'm definitely looking at any school that offers me the best education in the direction I want to head. That's amazing. Yes, I definitely can see that going well for you. So have you earned any awards in science throughout? I know you're very young, but what are some academic awards rather that you have earned? Yeah, uh, so currently I sit on the National Honor Society and I've won a few science fair awards in microbiology and animal science. Um, And I had the privilege to represent Maine on the Department of Education student cabinet for a few years. But as nice as the awards are, I found that through the process, it's actually been the most rewarding part. And I would do everything over again, even if there are no rewards behind these activities. I've just met so many incredible people. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's like the best answer to that. That's (laughs) truly incredible. If you're listening, I told you how kind she is. She's just so genuine and I think that's why you are going to be amazing at whatever you end up doing. Thank you so much. (laughs) So do you have any other passions outside of science just so we can get to know you? Yeah, of course. I was on my cross country team for high school, so I love going on runs. 
and I love reading. <laughs> Those are my kind of hobbies, I guess. That's amazing. Are you reading a book right now? Oh, I'm reading so many books right now. <laughs> my goodness. I'm sure you are. Yes, I just finished this really good book called The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. Oh, it's really? about um, an autistic boy who's in London, and it's a really great novel. It was really eye-opening about his how he sees the world as a person experiencing autism. Um, I would definitely recommend it. It's a pretty quick, quick read too. Wow, that, that sounds great. Yeah, I love <laughs> yeah. <that> information. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's really cool. He has like diagrams and pictures throughout the whole book too. So you can kind of see how his brain works. And I really like that. Are you looking to go into um, something involving neuro? Um, I'm hoping to become a pediatrician. And so, you know, reading books like this that can teach me about children with disabilities is really important because as a pediatrician, you're working with people who have all different types of needs that need to be met. And so I really enjoy immersing myself in all these different aspects of medicine, you know? Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, me too. Okay. Now to get it back to you, our star speaker, um, let's go into some questions about STEM. So what has your experience around STEM been like so far? Like, what have you done? Yeah, so I started out kind of just conducting research in my basement <laughs> under my um, home microscope. And oh. then, yeah, um, and then once I started working with unknown bacteria, an amazing opportunity opened up to me at Bigelow Labs so I could move along my research. That's incredible. Yeah, thank you. And so I'm super excited to see where this leads. And hopefully I can publish a paper on my findings of white Lyme disease, which I'm currently working on. That would be amazing. So you have an internship with Bigelow Labs? I did, yes, yes. Um, last year. And what was that like? What was it like being an intern for them? Like, what'd you get to do? Yeah, it was incredible. I got to work with these really professional scientists in their labs and work with this high-tech um, equipment and it was just really eye-opening for me. That's really cool. So was it an in-person opportunity? Yes, it was. And I'm really grateful for that. Yeah, I think that makes it so much better because it's truly hands-on then. Yeah, so yeah. And so you want you're hoping to get your findings published. So what kind of, I don't know if you can share this yet, but what kind of are your findings or can you give any more details about that? Yeah, sure. So I have been working on a treatment for white Lyme disease in horses, which is, it can be a chronic disease in the hoof of the horse. And I have just been the past few years trying to find a viable treatment option and I've kind of landed on one. And so I'm going to bring this idea through more science fairs and hopefully get it published in a veterinary journal. That's amazing. That would be super helpful to, you know, hear that then. Oh my yeah. gosh, amazing. So is there anything kind of like that that's already being done? Or are you one of the first persons to even research a solution to this issue? Yeah, so this is a very new um, treatment this is actually a field of research that is not very well documented at all. And so I think 
this is just a way for me to add on and help the veterinary community. And um, I hope, hopefully this makes a difference. That's amazing. I don't want to put you on the spot, but do you know the statistics yet of horses with the white line disease? Do you know if it's like common or? Oh, it's, it's very common. Yeah, it affects yeah. like, it was like one in three horses. Globally. Oh, wow. It's pretty intense. <laughs> so what's happening to the horse like when that happens though? Yeah, so it's it looks white line disease can cause fissures which are like toe cracks in the horse's hoof which can compromise the gait of the horse which is like how they move and which can then lead to more problems that makes sense Mm. that's very common then so that's really great that you're contributing to preventing this issue since it is really you know affecting a lot of horses and animals yeah. yeah. So just to tie into that first question, do you know how old you were when you were interested in science? Is it more recent or has it always been a passion? Well, my parents were both scientists. <laughs> so oh, wow. yeah, I kind of grew up in talking and I live right by the water. So I would collect little seawater samples when I was probably 10 or younger and kind of oh, love that. that. Yes, and Emma is from Maine, by the way. I love, you know, having Maine people because it's so unique to, you know, the rest of the country where we live and stuff. Um, so what are you, what kind of scientists are your parents? Yeah, so they worked um, in the pharmaceutical industry. Um, they worked in labs all day. So they know a lot about the different techniques that I have been using, so which is really helpful. Oh, that's great. Do they like provide some tools or have they growing up provided resources like, you know, droppers and beakers and stuff to you? Yeah, yeah. My living room kind of looks like a lab in its own. It has, you know, microscope (laughs) and random little Petri dishes. (laughs) I think that's awesome having, you know, being a young girl and having those you know, tools available to you. So you could kind of, you know, go down to the water that's around your house and just, you know, research and explore that way. So I yeah, think that's I'm really awesome. grateful. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome that they raised you with that, you know, opportunity. So that's amazing. I love to hear that. So what is your favorite extracurricular activity in STEM that you've done? Hmm. Yeah, so currently I am interning for this program that I heard that I've seen you at actually. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So it's called Inside Medicine and it's a way for medical students and doctors to show different high school students what it's like being in the medical field and the different opportunities that are available to them and how this it is actually very possible to get into medical school. So I really love it. Yes, I joined this as like a club this year. So I'm just kind of one of the club members slash students. And Emma's actually a student intern. And she did this amazing presentation on appendicitis just a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, she had us really engaged, which is why I really, really wanted her to be our first guest on the podcast. But it's been a great opportunity just to go over medical terminology and mystery cases and learning that medical school is difficult but not impossible, which was really awesome. 
one of my med school mentors, um, he actually graduated from the high school that I'm currently enrolled in. And we've been able to talk a little bit about some teachers that we've had in common and some courses that they're still offering that I'm in. And so that was truly inspiring just to have someone who's, you know, walked in the same hallways as me and taken the same courses as me just yeah. two years away from becoming a doctor. And I think it's that connection that they're all instilling in us that we're not so different from them. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And they're really relatable people too. Like, you know, sometimes the high school students like me will ask questions about like, oh, is it really hard? Is it really that much money? And they really will give honest answers, but then they also provide insight on some other things like scholarships available or taking gap years or other things to prevent burnout. And they just share like all these amazing tips while also still being relatable and honest, which I think is the most thing that I find valuable from our sessions. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So let's see. In an educational-based setting, I know you are homeschooled, but have some high school experience. So in an educational-based setting, what do you do to make other girls feel included in the classroom? Hmm. Yeah. So when through my time in normal schoolroom settings, I think that everyone should be heard no matter of their gender, race, or anything that they identify as. I don't think... So when I... I guess... I guess I would say that I would just include everybody. I wouldn't subject my thought. I wouldn't. Oh, sorry. <laughs> no, that's perfect. Yeah, that makes yeah, totally sense. Saying, I always try to include everybody. Yeah, no, definitely. That's super important. Um, I know you haven't had as much experience being homeschooled as other people have. And also you know, COVID pandemic hit, we were on lockdown for a while, but definitely that's a great answer. You know, it shouldn't matter your gender or anything else. You mentioned diversity and other aspects. Really just everyone should have a chance at being heard and should have the same opportunities as everyone else. Yes. Yeah. So what's your advice to women who are dealing with male dominance in the classroom? I know you're a strong woman, so I'm sure you have some wisdom I would say just keep being you you know I think that other people's opinions are just holding don't let other people's opinions hold you back from who you really are meant to be and who you want to be and that being yourself and using your using your gender as an advantage and thinking that this is a power move that you're doing and you can really learn to empower yourself and empower others through thinking like that. Yeah, absolutely. That was, wow, couldn't have said it better myself. That was very good advice. So let's go a little bit into bullying. So if you're comfortable sharing, you can absolutely pass, but have you ever experienced bullying? Yeah, I, I have experienced bullying and I now know that I try not to let other people's opinions get to me anymore. I think that everyone has a really unique path and that I found that I've that embracing my individuality and curiosity rather than being ashamed of it 
the more opportunities have opened up to me and the more fulfilling my life has been without comparing myself to others. Yeah, absolutely. I think as a teenage girl, we're more subject to comparing ourselves to others because of what we see on social media and on TV and sort of the messages that are being sent at us. And so what I like about pageantry is how it's drastically changed into being something that's more empowering versus something that's more like objectifying. No, I completely agree. And I think that is a great way to also say that there's so many other things out there that are changing, you know, that (laughs) there is change and it's really good to acknowledge. Yeah, definitely. So do you think schools and workplaces, specifically in STEM, are taking enough preventative measures to combat bullying? Do you think, you know, what do you think has been done or should be done? Um, Personally, I have been surrounded by very supportive people in my school system. I think that it is hard to control things like online bullying, you know, and if the teacher or schools can't see what's going on, it's very hard for them. But I do think there's room to improve and signs to read when you're in the classroom um, that, you know, you should be able to kind of see what's going on. Yeah, absolutely. I think social media actually has some really great policies for cyberbullying. I know that just about a year ago, Instagram actually updated their bullying policy and made it a lot more specific. They added this feature called restricting, I believe. And so you don't have to block people, but you can restrict them. And I've never experienced cyberbullying as someone who has been on social media for a long time and who has, you know, quite a number following her, especially with this pageant platform now. And so I think that's awesome what these bigger platforms are doing on social media to work towards preventing bullying or cyberbullying rather. But in the workplace and classroom, I feel like as someone who's been in public school my entire life, I feel like there could be more that's being done. I think a lot of it is the policies are there, but students and teachers sometimes aren't being held accountable for their actions, honestly. And I think that's something we should just work towards changing. And I think how we do that is by instilling the resources and the victims who are being bullied on how to combat bullying in a way that feels safe for them. Because as someone who's been really shy, it can be hard to have that courage in the moment to stand up for yourself. And so making sure that the victims know what to do, but then also teaching bystanders how to come in and kind of help people who tend to be more shy or just to end things, even if it's your friend who's being a bully, you know, there's ways to step in without being like, hey, stop bullying. You can do it more casually and like, you know, less assertively. And I think that all starts with educating people and making sure the policies that are already there are going into effect with the people that are, you know, in that environment. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you. I think that it's also really important that we have we have to let these victims know that they are not alone. There's so many other people in dealing with what they are dealing with and that it can be a very isolating experience being bullied, but truly they are not alone. And to wait, to give 
to have more ways of telling them that through schools is also something to look into. Yeah, absolutely. So I have another question for you. So what are some things that men can do to make women feel respected and valued? Because not all men are super aggressive and assertive who are involved in STEM, but what are some things that they can do just to make sure that their peers and employees and whatnot can just feel respected and valued that they're there? Hmm. I think not to look over other people's over other people's voices and opinions and I think that can be very important because as a woman it always I love to be heard you know and I don't I think that in STEM that could be a issue when women get into these high roles uh, that they may not feel like they're heard as much as the men but I think that men really taking a step back and listening to what women have to say and acknowledging that their ideas are just as or more important than their own. Absolutely. I think what I've experienced by doing science labs just in public school and whatnot, sometimes you'll be talking as a woman and you'll just be interrupted. And I noticed that being a common pattern. And then, you know, women are more likely to just let the men keep talking over them and just kind of like, oh, forget it. Like I tried and, you know, just kind of give up. Um, When it's like, no, like you got to kind of, you know, be a little bit aggressive and keep fighting and like, be like, hey, I was speaking like, or like, I'm not done yet or something, or at least go back later and finish making your point. So I think just listening is super important. I think it's such a simple thing to do. And a super easy and quick change to make in your behavior, but just taking a step back and evaluating yourself, regardless of your gender, and just say, hey, am I listening to the other people around me? You know, am I making them feel important? And am I taking their ideas into account? You know, and another thing to touch on is everyone's going to have good and bad ideas sometimes, but it's important to always hear everyone out because, you know, even if an idea is theoretically incorrect it could still have a unique and creative perspective that can be taken away from it that could be super helpful in a project especially if you're working in a group yes yeah absolutely so I think that is actually just about it so I think that wraps everything up so thank you everyone for listening to the second episode of the podcast Brave X and Power and a very big thank you to Emma for coming on to share more about who she is and for providing some advice it was so great to have you Emma thank you it was so great to be on here yes before you go would you like to just list your Instagram handle Yeah, sure. My Instagram is Emma Markowitz underscore. And yeah, again, thank you so much for having me. This was such a great opportunity. Oh, you're welcome. It was a pleasure to have you. I'm so happy you were willing to come on. You shared some great experiences. You're very accomplished for such a young person. How old are you? I'm 17. (laughs) Oh my gosh. She's 17, everyone. And she's already done all these amazing things I cannot wait to see what is next for you um so anyways definitely go check out her Instagram 
And the podcast Instagram is BraveX Empower. And I hope you'll all tune in again in the future to listen to the next episode of BraveX Empower. Now you can listen on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Thanks for listening. Bye.